Welcome back to the Most Hated F-Word Podcast. I am delighted and pleased you are here for another episode. This week, we are doing something a little different. As of today, I'm excited to announce that we are launching our Project 100 Financial Anthems. What is that? Rootup and myself, my music collaborator, we are creating a program called Project 100 Financial Anthems. Project 100 Financial Anthems is designed to help people uncover their unique money stories, helping people understand why you think, feel, and act the way you do with money. And then, part of the program, we're going to create a custom song that captures the individual's unique money story. Yes, that's correct. We are going to make 100 songs for 100 different people as they go through our online program. It is super exciting. We are very excited for this. The program is comprised of three parts. The first part is you get access to an online portion where there are some exercises that are rooted in financial psychology and psychology that help people bring awareness to their money story. The exercises are designed to help you reflect on your story, where your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs developed from, and what you can do with those thoughts, feelings, and beliefs now. Is there a way you can edit, alter, or delete some of those thoughts? The second part of the program is where we meet one-on-one on Zoom, where I help you reflect on the learnings and insights that you had throughout the program. This allows you to have a deeper engagement with the insights that you developed through the online section. And then the third part is where RootHub creates and sings your own custom financial anthem on the spot. This is definitely something that is amazing to witness and to be part of it leaves many people speechless. You may have seen RootHub show up from time to time on my podcast where he creates and sings a song on the spot for our guest. It's truly remarkable. And just don't take my word for it. Here are a few testimonies that I would like to share. This one's from Dr. Todd Cashton. There is an unparalleled level of exuberance I experienced. In real time, Rudhub shared the song he curated with original personalized lyrics and music. I was shocked, mystified, curious, and had one of those moments of wonder and awe that you feel when someone really gets you and expresses it in a way that is unlike anything you've heard before. I still share the song to people who want to get to know me or already do. Some of the most creative moments I've seen in years. Here's another one from Ryan. When I first decided to create my own financial anthem, I thought it would be a little fun experiment. As a lifelong music lover, I was honestly a little skeptical of the quality of the final product. But RootHub delivered a beautiful song that spoke directly to my soul. The collaboration of Sean's structured but yet playful guidance and RootHub's almost supernatural intuition has allowed them to achieve something truly remarkable. My song still serves as an impactful reset well over a year later. I still do not quite get how they did it. And here's the last one that I'll share with you from Karan Matthew. Without a doubt, the unblocking of old beliefs and the shifts I experienced working with Sean opened the door for me to step up and step into my calling as a money coach for women in a deeper and more meaningful way. 
The only way I can describe the experience of having my own financial anthem created for me on the spot by RootHub is magical. And that doesn't even do it justice. RootHub's ability to capture what's in your heart and soul and transform it into the song is out of this world. It's an experience I'll cherish forever and one I'm extremely grateful to have done. Don't think twice about working with Sean and RootHub. Your soul will thank you. Those are just a few of the testimonies that we've had over the years. So we are proud to say that as of today, you can go to financialanthem.com where you can submit a request to sign up for Project 100, where we are going to take 100 people through our program and create 100 unique money story songs. If this is something of interest to you, head over to financialanthem.com and check out the website, the information, and we can't wait to create 100 songs for 100 people. Today's episode is the first repeat ever. This was a conversation RootHub and I had last year when we discussed the creation of our full-length music album based on my money story. We discuss how we decided to blend the art and science of money with music. We discuss how we blended together money and music and how, in fact, while the money world definitely has a science to it, there is a large art implication to our money stories, to embracing our money stories. So it was only fitting that we used another art form to express that. And in this case, it's music. I want to share this episode again because it really shows how we blended together money and music. This process of creating my own money story album really allowed me to express the creative side of myself that I hid for so many years. If you want to uncover your money story and use evidence-based exercises that help you engage in a reflective practice that will help you bring awareness to your money story and then turn that story into your own custom financial anthem that you will be able to use for years to come, then I highly suggest you head over to financialanthem.com and sign up for Project 100 Financial Anthems. I am certain you will thoroughly enjoy the process and getting your unique money story song. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that Rudhub and I have around how and why we decided to integrate money with navigating our money stories. I hope you enjoy this wonderful conversation that I have with my dear good friend, Rudhub. Let's dive into this conversation with Rudhub so we can share our wonderful album called Change Making Money. Rudhub, my friend, my collaborator, my wizard, how are you? I'm great. I'm here in um, New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually was just in New York, but uh, I'm here in uh, on the farm in Hawaii. Uh, it's a beautiful day after some rain. And um, yeah, excited to talk about what we do, the thing that we do. The thing that we do, exactly. For those of you listening, there is no concrete jungle behind Rootup. It is beautiful, green, and outdoors and sunshine. I often view his background with uh, 
I was going to say jealousy, but no, I'm just happy for you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, you know, so certain sounds might come up. There's a uh, goat that lives in the farm next to me, birds, and just sounds of here in Hawaii. So let's uh, just take you away, if uh, listeners, if you're just uh, hearing these sounds as well. That sounds great. All right, Rudhub. So this has been a, an experience that I never thought I would do. As I mentioned earlier, living into this Mr. Shy narrative of no one wanted to hear my voice, nobody thinking, or actually I, me not thinking I was creative. Me saying that we made an album doesn't seem like the real reality, but the fact is, is we have an album. We do. And I'm familiar with that feeling, you know, when you, whenever we get shut down, a lot of times it happens when we're young. And for whatever reason, whether it's somebody we feel like somebody does it better than us or somebody in a caretaker position or authority tells us to stop and then someplace gets kind of arrested and we're like, who am I, who am I to do that? That's not, that's not what I, it's, you know, it's play. It's, and it's like, that's one of the reasons I'm here um, on earth. I think to remind, remind people the value of play. Well, speaking of play, so the first time I met you, uh, my wife and I were on beautiful Oahu, and we were at a Wonderlust conference. For listeners, uh, Wonderlust is a yoga, music, uh, wellness festival that was uh, dreamy. I say that as if I'm this big yogi, but I can't, can't cross my legs or anything like that. But it was enjoyable <laughs> to go. But we saw this one workshop. Uh, I think it was called, was it called Song, Song Risers? Song Riser is the name of the workshop. So we see the schedule about all the different types of meditations that um, I generally leaned towards because I didn't have to do too many yoga poses. Um, but then there was a songwriter workshop. My wife's like, we should go. And I'm like, oh, Mr. Shy was just like, no way are you going to this because you were not singing. And I knew inside of me I wanted to go. So sure enough, we go. And no idea what to expect. And we see you in this room and had never met you before. And instantly I felt like, okay, this guy doesn't look like he's going to eat me or judge me. From my perspective, it was magic. I'm going to play a little clip from it, but I don't know if you have anything to add about the creation of that space. But it was ugh, seven years ago and it's still monumental memory of mine. And, you know, the connections that I've made and specifically our connection and what has flourished from it, from you taking that like calculated leap of faith in this songwriter, songwriter, a workshop that I uh, created, which essentially is like sonic vision boarding. Um, it's like an exploration of like flow state and ritual and creativity, making a safe place where we all um, sing our life into being and, you know, something that we all used to do with each other as a, as a species and communities and tribes for ages and ages until the last couple hundred years, you know, when we started putting that responsibility in other people's hands to make our anthems, to make our songs. So that songwriter workshop is a place where uh, people are reminded that we have that as a tool, uh, you know, and everything we can share. And it just, it like builds such great connections, man. Like, just look at what we've uh, experienced since then. So, and that's like helping other people amplify their voices and stories is like one of my sweet spots of expertise. 
And that's where this unique connection comes is I enjoy amplifying people's money stories and the stories we're telling ourselves about money that are usually unconscious to us. And to bring like, so to speak, the art and science of this has been phenomenal. Um, I'm going to play a clip from that Songriser workshop from about seven years ago. To have the ability to express ourselves through sound is something that we're reigniting here and we're reconnecting with. Here right now we are magical. Everything is wonderful. Everything is beautiful. Right here, right now we are magical. Everything is wonderful. Oh man, that is like I haven't I haven't seen that clip in a while. And for people that are listening or watching, like those people don't know each other. Those people had never sang that song together because that song didn't exist until we all collectively created that song. And then everybody just getting up and moving around without even being called to. And there's something special that happens, like the the cognitive um, neuroscience of of what happens when we do that is fascinating uh, to me. Um, there's like there's conscious stuff and like physical and like what we understand on the surface level of being in these bodies. And then there's all of this like neuropathy stuff that is showing us that new things are possible through like immediacy and flow state. And uh, <laughs> like, that's where it began, folks. That's yeah. where our, our work truly began was that introduction. You never know what's going to happen when you take a, when you take a chance. You know, as you're saying that I have been to so many conferences and so many, like, outside of my field of financial planning conferences, say Wonderless. We've been, like, we went to a few Wonderless, my wife and I. If I have to stop and think about the other uh, workshops, not that they're better or worse, but this idea, like you're saying, immediacy and flow and play, it's just, like, it's etched into my memory because it's just something so different. And, yeah, seven years later, I, I'm, I, I'm blown away that it's coming back into my life. But I... At some point, I'm not surprised because it was so, it was so powerful at that time. So, so thank you for that. Yeah, you bet. And, you know, since then, I have done some work with people that are, uh, they're very, they have so much more knowledge about our brains and like how that, that those kind of things affect us. And one of the things that kind of relates to what you're saying is that when we do these conferences or retreats or when we go to school or we're, we're learning stuff, if we're inundated with information like in a compacted space of time it can be challenging later to 
retain that information and to like reactivate it. And so what these people who study brains were sharing with me is the intersection between like familiarity of these songs and the immediacy and the flow state literally do create new neural pathways in our brains while we're experiencing this moment. And so what can happen is that we can hear this song down the line and it reactivates actually a lot of the information of the experience that we had. And mm. so that's like just one of the magic benefits of, of these things. And like you said, like, I remember, I remember that workshop. We all have these moments, you know, like, oh, you're at a, at a music festival and like some, some moment strikes you and you're like, oh man, that moment. You're like, oh yeah, but did you see so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, I was there, but I don't remember that concert as much. So that happens in these moments and it's, it's really fascinating as, as we grow and as I grow and learn more about what, how this affects our, our, our bodies, our brains, our experience, our connection, our communities. Uh, it's everything to me. That's, that's, I'm here for it. And, and you receive it and it's, it's been phenomenal. And when you're saying it brings you back, when I think about our album, I chuckle every time I say our album. That, yeah, that, you, and, that, you and me made that. Yeah, I know. And, and like, it's actually pretty fun to just say, yeah, I made an album, even though. I just kind of chatted and you did all the heavy lifting. But nonetheless, every time I listen to one of those songs, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, it's just like immediate, to your point, immediacy. So it, it's wonderful the work you're doing and the work that we're doing on creating these two fields. But after that workshop, you know, I, life went on and it was a few years. Like I said earlier, I started diving into my money story and the relationship I had with money. And I started this podcast. And I remember like right away being like, I need to interview Rudhub. He'd be fascinating. And your initial response was, I'm not a financial guy. And I was like, exactly. You've got a money story though. And I bet you it's fascinating. And that we reconnected through a podcast where you sang a phenomenal song. It's episode number seven. And you sang this phenomenal song based on what we spoke about that you made up on the, inst or on the spot. And the one line is still etched in my mind. It's, what is wealth? Is it money or gold or a vault no treasure can hold? Is it currency? Tell me. Is worth made of money and gold? Or is it a treasure no vault can hold? You are the treasure that no vault can hold. So that, that line was a gift as well. Thank you for that conversation. I'm grateful for that exchange as well because that has stayed with me and represented so many different moments of what I consider true wealth, which is experience, you know, and, you know, the moments that are really make life fulfilling or magic or whatever word you have for it. So yeah, that, that, that immediacy, that flow state, you know, uh, and like what can come out when you, when you continue to practice it, when you, you know, it's like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can't, it's not like I was just showed up one day and had this <laughs> like in, in the bag, you know, mm -hmm. I think parts of it were, you know, it was, it was a lifetime of putting myself back in the gym of flow state. 
and mm. like taking chances and having failures that lead to getting better. Like, I think we've talked about it. It's like surfing. You, the first time you surf, you're like, this is the worst. Unless you get up on a wave and you're a natural, you have to do it and do it and do it and do it. And once you get the physiology of it down, then you've got to have the relationship with the ocean mm. and understand that these waves that are only once and never the same wave twice are coming and they're coming from thousands of miles away. And if you get into the flow with that wave, you have the best ride of your life. And then you start understanding, well, I, I'm not telling the wave where to break. I can't tell the wave which way to go. So my responsibility is getting in tune with that. And like, when we do that, that's when moments like that, that there, there's a vault no treasure can hold. Uh, episode seven, y'all. Episode seven. Yeah, we'll have that show or link in the show notes because I think it's worthwhile to hear your backstory because uh, we really dive into your story. As you're explaining this surfing, I, I can't help but think about this work that we're doing and especially what, what my focus on the money story side is, is what I learned through finding Mr. Shy is he's almost like a wave. Like I can't stop him. And I tried to for years and I have poorly tried to surf. And what I realized is I couldn't muscle my way through a wave or anything. You just got to accept, accept that wave and learn to, I guess, deal with whatever wave comes your way. If you're going to surf on it or not, you just maybe think about that. Like it's, this is what you're dealt with. Now learn to deal with it or learn to get up and surf on it. There's a quite a bit of surrender. Mm-hmm. And, That's what I was both going for. Of, both of these things that we're talking about in surfing and challenges of growth that come with growth. Like you said, I'll echo so many times we want to force it into, we want it the, the, the growth or the healing the transformation to come faster on our schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I want this now and I want these you know, there's an algorithm to this and these goals can be met by this time because they're linear tricks of the brain. And sometimes, you know, something like that we did like seven years ago, you know, like catches up with us and gives us these aha moments. And it's really similar, like that moment of surrender uh, and people can have, think of surrender as a, as like a neg- negative bias to surrender. But that's not really what mm-hmm. we're talking about. We're, ta- we're not talking about this like a battle. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like that embrace, you know, and like when you embrace that, especially in a wave, and especially when you're getting pounded by a wave. Yeah. Like if you get rigid in those moments or if like we're in a place where we feel like life is tumbling us and we start just tighten up and get tense, that's when you break bones. That's when you injure yourself. And there's that thing of surrender of knowing like this is a moment. This is a moment that we're in. Like Mr. Shy is a wave. is a moment. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be our identity for our entire existence. That's just kind of sometimes we get tricked into like that loop of like, this is my identity now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just know that from my experience of like scarcity and struggle. I'm an artist and I have to struggle. Like, you know, I have to, mm-hmm. all true artists struggle to, and it does not have to be as much of a fight when you learn the actual value of surrender. You know, and like being like water and, and yeah, I love all these analogies of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to the beach after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no beach near me. Before we get into the album though. So we have this podcast, you and I, you sing this wonderful song and we're, then we're like, Hey, let's do this with other people. So we, if you recall Ryan and Carolyn, 
they were yeah, uh, our first. Our first, yeah. So we do a podcast with them. It wasn't a public podcast, and so it wasn't even a podcast. We do a call with them where I'm asking them questions about their money story, their relationship with money, and you're sitting there listening, and you create this beautiful song. Yeah, you know, like I love our what ifs. Like Sean and I have like challenged each other with these what ifs and explore new territory. And that what if was one of their best ones because we were experiencing this stuff in this like container of us. And then we got to the point where we were recognized its value and then experimented with that with a couple who was had a buy-in with us to be like, okay, we'll try this. What is this? Because we try, <laughs> we, we, we try to explain it to people. And I, I know how it sounds. Like, I know the optics of this. Well, there's this guy I know, and he's got a guitar. And he's <laughs> like a, a music wizard. And like, you instantly start thinking of like some, I mean, I personally start thinking of like the guy by the campfire that kind of won't shut up and yeah. like it's singing covers and Brown Eyed Girl or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to that song, but, yeah. um, you know, and then they actually get into that moment. There's so many different things going on because I'm listening to them. Sean's pulling their story, coaxing it out, like fostering an environment where they are heard. I'm listening. So we're all investing in each other in this moment. And then when it comes, the point, that's when I open up this conduit and their story gets amplified and 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 told in song in the moment and it's like such a magic place it's like it it's like we unzip this portal in between the future and the past i said this many times because when we're in that it's mu it's much like surfing we're all like on the party wave and we are experiencing at the same time and it's this like kind of rube goldberg Thing where the more into the song I get, I can see their reaction and they're getting more inspired and all this happening in real time. And that feed, that creates a, a loop back to me where I'm like more into the song and I see you. And next thing you know, I believe they were in, in they were moved oh, to yeah. tears by the they end. They were, yeah. It's about them. Like a lot of, you know, I used to write a lot of songs about me and my experience when I was more of a professional musician performer. And so I found so much more fulfillment in putting other people's stories to to song in the moment. And it just reminds me that like some of these, a lot of these things are very universal. And then they like, when they're really, really great, they become our song. Like, mm -hmm. collectively. <laughs> I feel like this is my song too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let, let's play part of this. Beautiful. Beyond control and into the flow Oh, what we want will come and go When we desire less We can have so much more Chop wood, now carry water So we can chillax sooner and later I'll flex the ball into the dream Oh, this is mine now and your future dream Beyond control, into the flow Oh, what we want will come and go 
when we desire less now we can have <laughs> and it just gets so good um but uh, that one when i saw them both tearing up it was like wow this is remarkable right like eureka like yeah. the, the aha moment where i saw that like you and i were going to have so much more than we <laughs> We can yeah. have so much more. Yeah. Gosh, uh, I don't mean I don't intentionally mean to yeah. tie that Quote in. Yourself. But like, yeah, we're gonna be like I seeing that moment and seeing what that meant to them and being like, wow, I never ever would have foreseen this as a a vehicle to help people. Like what comes through me as a vehicle to help rewrite. I, and it and it speaks back to my relationship with my money mm-hmm. that I that was a blind spot for me and like when that was happening, whew, I was just <laughs> like here, all right, here we go, here we go. This is the whole. This is so brand new, and I and I think that's a really important thing, especially as we grow and we you know we get older to have those things that engage our our brains and and have us like challenge us to to do new things man i'm so i'm so stoked on it what we're doing oh it's so good and before we get into our album i just like saying that uh we had another situation where i was having conversations with someone on their money story and they were just leaning into the discomfort that does sometimes come along with it i'm like i'm like we got to get root up here we got to get root up here so you were up for it, and Karan, if you remember, and she was actually, we recorded this one as a podcast because she wanted to. We originally just recorded to give her the copy, and she's like, no, release that as a podcast. So number 36, we go into her story about her money story and the cultural influences and her parent influences. And um, that was another magical moment when you come in and capture it all on that song. Mm. Yeah, that one was that one. That one hit different. That did. Say. Let me play a little clip from that one. And learning to stand inside my own. I'm learning to stand inside my own. Now the call to change my life. My whole life made my head spin. I went in, turned that gold straight jacket in. <laughs> and now I learned how to really use my wings. And as I rise, I hear the freedom bells only ring. Oh, the smile that you see be learning to. Oh, that was. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Thank I don't you. even know how to describe. I mean, how, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a special moment. She the the audio on that one. Uh, hopefully, people <laughs> can still hear. But it was just, uh, just magical. Not. Uh, I got to stop using that word. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just for me, people like you're like a magician. I'm like, well, magicians do tricks. They trick people. This is more like wizardry. Of, but it is magic. It's like I think anything that like delineates time and like 
helps you. So you're not worrying about the future or regretting the past. Anything that creates that is to me magic. And like, that's what we, we do. And for the listeners that, so as I'm listening to people and the stories they're telling, I will write down like things that really like pop out. Uh, I'll write down a phrase that they'll say or a keyword. And so that integrates into the song. So that has like multiple effects. One, it just shows that they're listening and they're being heard. And then it also, when the song comes back to them, it allows them to hear themselves in a way that maybe they can't come, they have challenges contextually being easier on themselves. Because we sometimes listen with this prejudice or we, we, we approach ourselves with a prejudice of how we view ourselves. So when this, they hear this coming back to them through me, it's really interesting because they're, they're, they're a little softer, I think, on themselves when they hear it coming through this, which is an uh, incredible uh, device for helping change and transformation occur. And then sometimes, I don't know why it happens, but Sean and I have had quite a few moments of like, we call it out here, the coconut wireless. And it's where things are communicated without words. And <laughs> he and I have like been so on the same page where we just like, he'll say something about like what he envisions and I'll show him a document where I've already written oh, what, too he's, many times. what he's talking about. So that happens in these songs sometimes where this thing comes through and the people are just like, how did you know that? And I don't really, I don't know it. <laughs> but it's just, it's happened enough where I'm like, this is like that kind of special magic is just like that gold, like letting go of like that gold, I turned, turned that gold street jacket in. You can hear like, you can't hear it in the audio, but all three of us were kind of like, oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, like, Cause she talked about like the straight jacket that she felt in the episode. So, oh, you, you make me think like these songs in a way it's like when you see me, it gives me permission to be myself. And when you're echoing back these songs of just, I see you, I, I actually heard you. It's wonderful. So before we get into our album, which we are, the one last one here, this was the Todd Cashton. So Todd was on the podcast, episode number 79. What a, what a gem, Todd. Yeah, Todd is awesome. We got to meet Todd in person in Denver. Uh, we shared a nice dinner with him. Uh, his work is so... So interesting where he studies curiosity and his latest work is The Art of Insubordination where he talks about this idea of being a principled rebel is going against the against what society deems is responsible. And I'm not responsible that we should do and, and questioning these social norms. So we have this, this conversation, episode 79, a link in the show notes. Todd had no idea that Root Hub's on the call. He just said, yeah, someone's going to help me take notes. Yeah, and then, on that one, my screen was black. Yeah. So you, didn't, you didn't see any of this stuff. And I don't even think you had your neat Zoom screen. You have this like kind of no. wizard-like one sometimes. You mean oh, this, this one? This is one, yeah. You didn't have that one that day, I don't think. <laughs> it, was just, it was just blacked out. Rudolf gets on, sings a song, and I'm not going to play the song, but this is Todd's reaction live. Like This is his first words that come out of his mouth. <laughs> oh my god dude my face hurts my face hurts <laughs> yes, holy yes, yes. 
Hold, wait, hold on. Wait, I can't use profanity here, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. The podcast <laughs> most hit effort. Holy shit. That was, this is the most amazing experience I've had in months. This is, by the way, Root Hub, that was so good. Oh my God. The lyrics were amazing. Your voice has this like, uh, like a uh, grungy Nirvana-ish growl to it. It's like, and it's, oh my God, I'm in heaven right now. This is uh, heavenly. Yes. Oh man, that that brings my heart joy. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what we're here for, and you know, helping support each other within immediacy and agency, and with like you know everything you guys were talking about. Uh, I'm just happy to be here and be a part of that. How, all right, I need to find a way to share this widely. And <laughs> this is my it's on my website as my anthem. This is amazing. So, all right. Um, and how are you not advertising your podcast as having this Root Hub sidecar of awesomeness? <laughs> oh, just I love that response of <laughs> I, I forgot about that Root Hub sidecar of awesomeness. <laughs> oh, man. Like, and for those people that don't know Todd or his work, is that's not his typical like <laughs> New York. No, you know, yeah. Um, like, hey, you know, hey, all right, strong like, New Yorker, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of response, like, it just is this, like, that's what it's all about, you yeah. know. Like, you said, this that was this, this is heaven, you said, this is heaven, like, <laughs> that's the magic right there, man. Like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked on this work that we do together, you know, and like, that's where we like. We've been doing it for a while enough to like we we understand each other's flow. Um, we understand. Yeah, it's, it's it's such a such a gift to like to be able to share. It really is. So, if there are people listening who want to send an email, um, we we have a we have a system so we can make some songs for some people about their money stories. Oh yeah. In doing this with other people, it occurred to me as I was doing more reflection on my money story and. I'd, tens of thousands of words written. I was like, Root Hub, what happens if I gave you all of these words and you wrote an album for me? And you're like, sure. Said, and, Let's and go. I, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, I sent you so many words, like, like a novel worth. And you're just like, sure. And what we created is like, it's been one of the greatest gifts that I've had because like it, it is not, it's about ev like what I've talked about earlier. It's like flourishing beyond our finances and using that money as a portal to see that unexamined part of me where I got to meet Mr. Shy. And I just, thank you. It, it was quite the experience going through this with you. Yeah. You know, that was, and still is when I listen to some of these songs, I am amazed at collaboration because I have, I've been in many different forms of collaboration and each one of them is unique. But, and this one is very super unique because of the nature of what we do, of the nature of like our connection. Sean was able to break these down into different kind of zones, chapters of, of, the transformation of his story. And I read them and reread them and he sent more notes. And it was just like such a interesting experiment into co-creation, you know, and 
you know, you were saying like, it's our album. This is definitely our album. I would have never written this on my own, you know, and like you wrote a lot of these words. I just refined those <laughs> words, you know, like um, Bernie Taupin and Elton John or like Robert Hunter, who was a lyricist for the Grateful Dead, you know, those bands like, and you know, they, they were great. And that's like just this really good, what's the word? It's just, you know, what teamwork. Mm-hmm. So Sean had sent me so many of these things over. <laughs> it's great though. Like yeah. I, I would rather have more information than just not enough information or not enough, enough vulnerability. And I'll applaud Sean for you for really being vulnerable and, and the things that you've shared and helping that context brings the genuine nature of, you can hear it in these songs, it's, it's, you know, especially like Mr. Shy, like, um, that song really resonates with a lot of people when I'm playing it. And, it, it, you know, we're, we, we did debate. We're like, what do we do with this? Now then, <laughs> and we're, I'm, I'm like, put it, we got to put this on, we got to put this on the channels, but put it out there so people can hear it as well. Cause a lot of these songs are universal. When earlier you're talking about how you listen and you make people feel heard. I wrote so many words, but somehow you were able to distill what I was trying to say. And every time you would fire me a song, I'm like, oh, that is exactly what I'm trying to say, minus 20,000 words. And it just was, it was amazing. And like when you say co-creation, the other thing, I think we broke all the rules about working together. We're like, we never set timeframes. We never set parameters. We never set like expectations. It was just like, let's just... Let's just try this out. And I remember sitting there one day and, you know, it had come across because like I was so much into writing my feelings and thoughts around money and this money story. And I'm sitting there one day and Change Making Money, the opening song for the album, comes into my text message. I'm like, what? And, you know, like, and we jump on a Zoom call and, uh, oh, no, the first lyrics came in. And we jump on a Zoom call and I hadn't listened to it. And I'm just like, this is like, to quote Todd, this is heaven. This is like, this is it. This is the end. All of this wrapped around in two and a half minutes, I think the song is. I'm like, it doesn't get better than this. And I remember you saying that, like, I think you were in Coachella. And this is memory. You can correct me if I'm wrong. You're like... I, I was listening to Harry Styles sing away and then you got like this inspiration from all the different music around there and then the final words came in and you went to the studio and wrote it and sent it to me and I just couldn't stop smiling ear to ear. I remember after <laughs> we talked biking to go get my kids because it was time to pick them up from school and I had it on my headphones just like smiling away. Yeah, like that, you know, I had uh, been, I got invited to go uh, to Coachella and, and kind of camp backstage with some folks and I had just maybe I hadn't been to a festival in a long time because of lockdown and all these things but I really embraced like these big pop numbers you know like um, Harry Styles and Billie Eilish and Megan Thee Stallion like Doja Cat just being like wow pop like pop there's there's a that's how you talk to people sometimes and I was like oh well talking about change making money and let's and I talked to my my recording partner in LA I was like we're gonna approach this like a pop song like we which we'd never really done before 
And what came out at the end, we were just like looking at each other, like, I don't know if I've ever heard a song based on money like this before. You know, we, we hear about like money, like people are like boasting and bragging about how much they have, or there's like, you know, money from Pink Floyd, which is like the weird feelings about money. And this one was just like, feel good. Yeah. Like just a feel good thing about <laughs> money. Like, and it felt like we were just breaking new ground for us personally. And then for you to send it to you and to have that response is like, oh man, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bop that one. Yeah. And the, it's so, it's catchy, but good. And like the opening when it talks like navigating the money story had me lost at sea. And I was like, the the very first lyrics I hear you sing about this project, I'm like, whoa, yep, that's that's it. And then when later I, could, I couldn't find the wave to take me where I wanted to be, which yeah. is a callback callback to our other surfing analogy earlier. And and then like the next part of afraid, this one really got me is afraid of having not enough, fear of wanting way too much. <laughs> just like, mm. oh, yeah. And then that one line, it just, it, it, I just, I, I love it so much. Money's not the boat of life. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were gonna call this one out. Uh, you, yeah, I stepped, I stepped on you a little bit. No, yeah. you go uh, for it. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that line is, "Money is not the boat of life; it's just the wind and the sails." You know, it's like when that line, and and also the way the harmonies are rising in that part is like a really kind of like hallelujah moment, like, uh, like, and then it drops right back into that chorus, into that hook, change, make money. But yeah, it's not. And it's like so many times we get fooled into thinking like, like the money, money is the vessel. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really, it's really not. It's something that fuels the vessel and helps move it. Mm -hmm. fills it and, you know, and then it goes away and it comes and it goes away, but it's definitely not, the boat of life and something else. <laughs> yeah, this song was so, this is like the encapsulation of everything. Change making money. So let, let's go into change making money and, and enjoy. Navigating the money story at sea I could not catch the wave to take me where I needed to be afraid of having not enough fear of wanting way too much a notion of abundance taught me how to dance and ditch the crutch Time. But now I ride freedom 
story with every breath inhaled Money is not the boat of life It's just the wind in the sails Change-making money Change-making money Yeah. Uh, we did that. We did that. So good. We did that. My we wealth did. is measured in how I spend my time. Mm. So good. So good. Mm. So I heard that song and I was like, okay, this project's done. Wrapped up in one song. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. We don't have to do any more. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is it. It can't get better. And then we kept going. So the, I, I really enjoy that song because it's really, it encapsulates the whole journey. And then we go into the journey and, you know, we haven't published this on Spotify. The goal is to have it out when we're, we're talking. The intent between, uh, behind Unsafe Safety Net, which is song two, for me, this, this, this story that I had been in, this perception I had around money was, like I mentioned earlier, get a job, get a promotion, chase those promotions, post those jobs or those pictures on LinkedIn and Instagram to show people that you made it. But then realizing that like, this is like my money story is silently ghostwriting my story and I have no idea. And it's snuffing out any sort of creativity or any sort of like inner desire I have. And in the financial world, we always talk about building the safety net, which is very important, but I think it's yeah. been an intentional safety net. And I did feel like I was living this unsafe safety net. And that's where you came in with the the line, the 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 name, the unsafe safety net. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. The things that we think are are protecting us, you know, mm. a lot of the time are defense mechanisms, and more like fear based than what we really really need them to be. And I thought this was the the way you did this, like a fun. It's quite the fun sounding song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of heavy, heavy uh, subject matter. You got to put some like fun, fun into fun delivery system. Yeah, uh, like the champagne backflips off the boat, <laughs> diamond G6 avocado toast. <laughs> you see it every day, right? If you look at that phone, you see that kind of like. You do. That portrayal of like life. And, and, and while it's great for the people that are making it, it, it the observers. You know, a lot of a lot of this has like turned us into like observers rather than participants in our own lives, and uh, you know, comparing your life to somebody else's thing, which is like sure enough way to feels good in the moment because the dopamine happens when you're doing it. You kind of feel like you're part of it, and that doesn't sound like a very safe place to fall if you're if you're gonna fall. No, and that's what I I, I really appreciate about the what you encapsulated in the song is this idea that whether it's not examining our stories, our money stories, I go into a line that you have, it's a gamble game we don't really trust. And I, I, that resonates with me because we can be prescribed these, these, these lives that we think are fulfilling and full of satisfaction. But really when we look, we we look underneath them it, people are afraid people are scared to to live their own or find their own safety net and it's just it's easier to look for the common safety net of what is everybody doing and compare ourselves distracting ourselves from ourselves Ooh. 
Yeah, he was a bullseye, bullseye zone right there. Like, you know, that, it reminds me of a quote. Um, here's to those that will truly know themselves. For there are many that would rather face their fiercest foe on a field of battle than meet themselves in their own closet. Oh, yeah. And it's just easy these days. You know, it's very, the, there's very little resistance to just like losing yourself in something that's not around you. There's like actual forces working like on the other side of these screens, like algorithms trying to suck us in to, 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 to commodify us, to, to turn us into the product, right? I don't get too into that. I just want to say like, like, like the projects that we, we're doing together, like this music project, the future one, the ones that we help people see themselves is like, that is so, that fulfillment is for me, like it goes back again to that, that vault, right? And like that concept of like what it can hold or not. Wow. Like you, it just, I'm, I'm constantly with those work that we're doing, being reminded about how like the, the importance of gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, and like what's around us and like turning that lens sometimes on yourself without that negativity bias. I think the conference we were just taught at, they were talking about negativity bias. I think it was mm -hmm. Todd actually, he was talking mm -hmm. about that and like turning that lens on ourselves. So we can examine like our blind spots and the parts of us that we do think need to grow. And I think like what we're doing, it, some of the, it, some of the, unexpected um what's the word i used i was using for it like just like the unexpected benefits um and surprises that we've had with other people and with each other in this all go back to like self-reflection mm -hmm. you know whether we're helping other people amplify their things so they can self-reflect in a in a more tolerant and and like fostering actual change way or whether we've been reflecting that with each other that's the key to it. That's like the essence of our work mm -hmm. and how that can really radically change your relationship with self, which radically changes your relationship with your closest loved ones and your community, change your relationship with money, change your relationship with identity. Woo. Like magic. Yeah. It's, it's like holding that space to do that. You know, none of these things is telling people what to do. It's just holding space for people to reflect. And you talk about that vault and the end of unsafe safety net when it says system will try to tell you to risk your life for gold, but calculated leaps of faith, treasures no vault can hold. Love it. <laughs> Don't fall for the loop. Pack your own parachute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So, it's not anybody else's job either like to change you you mm -hmm. know like it's not our job to change any of these people we just hold them in the mirror yeah pack, pack your own parachute paddle your own canoe oh you just made me think of Denver if money was a mirror <laughs> ah. yeah. Well, yeah what is it yeah money was a mirror what is it what do we see that was that was that was wonderful okay so let's hear unsafe safety net here we go Watch them stunt, see them post the dreamy life you want the most. The 
Champagne backflip off the boat. The diamond G6 avocado toast. Short attention, feel the dream. Fall in love, fall in the screen. Write a script, fake a life, a desperate cry, a million likes. Safety net can't hold all of us. A gamble game we can't really trust. Too many chips on the table. Unstable safety net is what you get. <laughs> We're all lining up. Like I mean, I'm, I'm not. That's not on place of judgment. Like I line up, place that bet all the time. Oh, me too. Me too. This is a. I like how we we. A lot of lyrics is it's a mountain without a top. We're always aspiring, but we're never arriving at this. But right. it's you talked about notice. Like you almost talked about noticing before. I think a lot of this comes down to just noticing now. Like oh, okay, notice. I'm I'm putting my chips in. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Coming from a place, you know, as my identity has changed, um, as I have like softened some defense mechanisms and understood the importance of um, just stillness sometimes. Stillness, like I was saying, I was saying to a friend, hustle, hustle without stillness is illness. You know, as we live in this like, day and age where you got like hustle is almost the sign of wealth mm-hmm. are you busy are you busy mm-hmm. like are you are you doing thing that's your that's oh, more that's i wore that with a badge so... of honor i was like oh, yeah. look at me my wife's like you're busy i'm like no i'm not like you're just <laughs> jealous that i'm busy it's like oh. right i don't have time yeah oh man i wish i did i don't have time you know we were what was it we were talking about that recently like oh is it in a place called san francisco I love that place. <laughs> there's this there's this invite for like a last minute meeting of like for investors. And the people were just several people there. I, I'm not, I'm not an investor. I'm, I'm there to surprise the light. Wizard guy. <laughs> I have like, my skin in the game is, is, is their actual experience. And I overheard this people saying like, well, I, I, I didn't know whether I should respond or not and come to this. And the other person was like, why not? It's like, well, I mean, it's a last minute thing. And, you know, if, if, if I don't already have plans and what am I doing? Like, if I can, if I have time to come to this thing at last minute, then I'm not, I don't have my schedule full. And I was just like, wow. Like, that seems like such an anxious mm-hmm. place of like, kind of like uh, Game of Thronesy, <laughs> like <laughs> corporate kind of like mindset and I get it. I'm not trying to judge it. It just like speaks to that, that thing of like stillness and like, and I don't know. I've, I've been really having to take a, a different look at my relationship with my telephone, with my phone recently, like mm-hmm. the thing that I carry because I, and that, and that's part of why that song resonates with me is because I'm, I'm not outside that crowd. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're all lining up to, totally, to, yeah. to to make a bet. It's not you're all lining up to make a bet. Yeah. It's like we like those are those are the moments like when we create when we create or we co-create, 
things where a lot of different people can get value out of them and mm-hmm. like understand and like stuff about all of us. Yeah. To some uh, to to pop claps. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's. You know, you talk about the the busyness, though. It just as we go to Mr. Shy, the next song, like I I wore that with a badge of honor, like I said, being busy, and I was that person who thought, like, if I had a, if I didn't have something going on, holy smokes, um, something's wrong. And the more I did this self reflection work, the more I I started to realize it was Mr. Shy who wanted to be seen. Mr. Shy is what I call my inner critic, and having the ability to sing him a song it's been like amazing to like be like it's okay buddy i got i got this from now but check out this song and you were able to encapsulate this is this is a a heavy but light when i say heavy it's like touching for me the song but lightness is that it feels light and um yeah for for years mr shy had me thinking that money was my voice money is what showed that i mattered and this summer, I remember we were camping out in Jasper, Alberta. It's beautiful in the mountains. And I, I looked at my email in the mountains, of course. Boom, Mr. Shy shows up in my inbox. I'm like, oh. And I played it and I'm sitting on a chair looking at these beautiful mountains. The sun was setting. And it was like, had this pinkish glow on the mountain. And I was like, oh, yes. I like grabbed my wife out of the trailer. I'm like, you got to listen to this. And it was just like, it was, it was, it was remarkable and... Uh, this is one of the most impactful songs of the whole album for me. Echoing everything you said. I think we should play this one all the way through. I think so too. Let, let's see, see, same page. I, I I honestly was thinking that. I was like, okay, this one I can't cut. So yeah. this is Mr. Shy. You never see me standing out In the crowd, the fear and doubt Are just too loud to let me out I am Mr. Shy I'm occupied all day and night Distracting me from what I'm really all about My mantra is a lie A little child on the inside I'll keep me safe, intoxicated All the while this plastic smile Is panicking just underneath The drive to make money succeed To prove my worth, my mantra is a lie
garage holding me I am Mr. Shy Not too blind to be defined To excavate and recreate To speak out loud Protect the now and drop the mask It's not too late Every every time, it's I had so many feelings. Like it brought me back to Denver because that was the first time I heard you play it live, and yeah. And I think that like this this whole idea of money stories, we try to change so many of our behaviors through financial literacy and these different ways, which which are beneficial. But I've been ch- chatting to more and more people, and it's conclusive. We all have these inner critics. Mine happens to be called Mr. Shy, and they clatch on, cling on to our money stories, and they start to unconsciously ghostwrite them. And I think that song is universal because it's, it's it's we all have those inner critics. Yeah, we do. It starts out as like a feeling, and then or, or emotion even like an emotion, and then that or the feeling and emotion. And if it doesn't move, like one of my teachers told me, like emotions are like energy in motion. And they're just feelings. I need a first step of allowing, because I, I was in a place for a lot of my life where I I didn't feel like I was allowed to feel. I didn't feel like I was allowed to I mm-hmm. wasn't I wasn't allowing myself to actual feel. I'd like suppress these things. And I couldn't feel anger when I was little. Because I had to like deal with the other things of like you know, like just to get by and just to make it through the day. And so like when we have those feelings that we don't allow to like move through us and say like, hey, it's okay for me to feel hurt or fear or anger or, you know, joy or, you know, fulfillment. You don't allow yourself to actually feel them. They get stuck and then they get stuck in you and then they become beliefs. And like Mm -hmm. you said, start writing these stories like, uh, for a long time, I'm writing this story about me, me and money are seeing other people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday we're gonna get we're gonna uh, yeah. get together. But right now we're just seeing other people, you know. And then I, I have to, you know, for a long time I didn't understand my own value, you know, and um, and so I couldn't possibly put like a, a number on what my value was. Because I didn't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. I was I was unable to see, you know, that I am valuable. You know, I think about this Mr. Shy and a lot of people of like the things we try to do to fill the vessel, you know, fill that hole that all of us have, that kind of like place where we, we don't know like what the code is to the cheat code for our, our <laughs> feeling. And um, 
like in this song specifically is where it comes to the bridge, which is like one of the, you know, my recording partner were saying like, wow, the chord progression in this bridge is just like some really cool kind of like quasi circle of fifths, like golden ratio stuff, which is like music theory. And it's saying more and more and more and more and more is never enough. Mm-hmm. That's the, when the, the fulcrum of the song, or it's more like, you know, you're going down and then it goes up, actually. That's what it should be. I don't mean up to down. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, oh, I missed a shy. And then you hit that more and more and that realization of that surrender. And then it goes up. I'm going to be heard and take off my mask. And I can just actually be and realize like, oh, I was hiding because of me, not because of other people. You know, it, there was a point when I was doing this deep dive into my money story that I was feeling so like entrapped. And then it occurred to me, it's like, wait, how much am I tightening this trap? Like, as opposed to all these other things that I thought were doing it. But I'm like, wait, am, am I tightening this? And then like that more and more, that was my point where I'm like, ah. And then your your words is beautiful. You're like, exactly what I was feeling. Um but yeah, that intoxication effect of money just like consumed me. And Mr. Shy, just uh, that second line, the fear and doubt are just too loud to let me out. It was just like, I knew he was in there. I just wasn't aware of it. Like I could feel something, but it was just, I don't want to feel that. That's scary. And uh, every time I hear that last part, taking off the mask of shame, everyone could see just who I am in broad daylight. That part is what, like... Oh, and then I'm going to be okay. My my yeah. mantra is I'm going to be okay. It's just, it's a, thank you. A beautiful song. Yeah. Wouldn't have been there if you hadn't uh, taken the risk of being you and letting everybody else know. Well, then it gets to the work. Years ago, I read Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art, and he calls it the resistance, like the work that's necessary to do. And he, the resistance is that, thing that stops us from doing the important things and I think the the work is so important at least my experience of like just sticking with that discomfort and it was through us that I started to see that hey this could be a bit of joy it could be a bit playful like it's a very looking at ourselves especially the unseen parts of us the the the, the parts we've are afraid of it, it could be very difficult but this concept that you have about play you really brought into the song, which I appreciated. Yeah, work is play. It took me a long time to figure that out. You know, when I first heard it, I was like, wait, no, but it's so hard. It's not play. And then I started sitting with it. I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I, ah, I get it. I get it. it. It's not like making light of it. But when we position it as play, then you make an album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah, we could, you know, either, like, not. I'm not knocking therapy sessions at all. I've no, been, uh, I've been um, in therapy, which has yielded great things, and that that can be work. That can be like, I just can sometimes feel like hard work. Um, but also the value of play. You know, I have this is a farm, and sometimes the work that me and my other business partner do is very hard work. But it's also play at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like those things can exist simultaneously. We're kind of like taught that these can't, these things can't exist. You can't have fun while you're doing hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, says who? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it made me think of um, the, the research around bringing meaning to work. So like 
you know, there's this idea that, oh, you have to get, find your purpose in these big aspirational jobs that can occur, change the world. But there's a lot of research now that's like, no, no, let's bring some meaning to our existing work, being present, being aware of what we're doing and finding joy or play in the work we're doing. And that's what I, I heard you saying about at the, the farm. And I think it's true that we can bring meaning or play to our work. We don't have to find this grandiose job. And if we don't have that, we're not going to be happy. True story. Let's listen to song number four, The Work. The Work speaks to looking inside of ourselves and highlights the challenge that we meet when we look inside of ourselves as we face the resistance, the resistance to change. You'll hear The Work has a grunge sound from the 90s as we thought the grunge scene did a good job representing the grindy sounds of Seattle with the sludgy, distorted guitars where the music and lyrics spoke about questioning the norms, questioning society, like these unsafe safety nets we spoke about earlier and how change is needed. Any, uh, anything else on the work before we get into it for you? Yeah, you know, there's the, the bridge of this song is the job is you. The mm. job is you. The job is you. And not like you are your profession, but like you are your actual work. You, who you are, who you become, who you've been, that's a job. Mm -hmm. And that job can be play. That work can be play as well. And yeah. it can also be hard. It can be hard and it can be fun. It, it is all the same. It's like a series of yays and boos. <laughs> but I, I really like that part. It's like the change is in us. Like the job is you. And the other part of the song that really hit me is like, I always saw Mr. Shies as like armor defending my unexamined story my unexamined money story but then you're the what the line you have is the armor is strong but getting heavy the muscle knows just what to do and it goes on it just you, again you encapsulate this essence that i was feeling all right let's listen to the work Is that from like the late nineties in Seattle? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I sound, it felt like I wanted to start headbanging and just rocking yeah, out in the pit. I think it's fitting though, as we go through this journey of this album, is that 
it's awareness that, hey, maybe I don't fit in, the, my observation is I don't fit in the safety net or I, I don't feel comfortable in here anymore. I then go meet Mr. Shy and then the work, it, it can be played, but it's challenging. And I think that music really yeah. shows the energy of, okay, I got to get into, I got to lean into this discomfort that comes along with the work. Mm-hmm. Spot on. So then we're going through this work. We're bringing play to it, but we still acknowledge it, it, it's hard. But then we start to get to the other side. And the neat thing about behavior change or, or, or change is that we get to a point when we have enough awareness that I start to see things different. And like the paradigm has changed. And what I enjoy about this album and the, this work around money stories is it's not about encouraging people to save more, which is important. This is about like paradigm cha- changing and like perspective changing. And I feel like as we enter out of the work into ROI, the paradigm has shifted and it's like, oh, a new world. Like uh, I'm submerging from this or emerging. Yeah. Emerging, emerging, emerging from this work. And now I just see things different. I feel lighter. That, that's the essence I get from ROI. Yeah. When you and I talked about this originally, we were talking about like Joseph Campbell stuff. Like hero's journey, mm-hmm. kind of uh, the the story of transformation of stepping into who you um, who you aspire to be, who you dream about, and like the thing that sometimes you think you are, and then like something happens, and you're you know you go into crisis, and you kind of see yourself revealed in a different way, and you're like, oh, whoops, <laughs> got to do some work. Mm-hmm. This crisis will bring about change and, you know, catalyst and, and to, that's how we, you know, transform. And so this is that part where like, you kind of like, you've been doing the work for a while, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, three months mark when you started really going to the gym, you know, <laughs> and it's, and, uh, or doing some sort of exercise or some sort of ritual or practice every day. And then like three months in, you're like, you know what? I crave this now. Like I want this. It's just, this is something that used to feel like work. And now it just feels like mm. something that I absolutely have to do. It's like where, what I feel like this is where that, uh, like you say, that emergence. As you were saying that, like emerging out and it just sees things different. And I can tell you five years ago, I've done a lot of presentations in the realm of financial planning. Five years ago, if someone told me, and and this idea of detaching from outcomes, like I was always had an attachment to outcome where this work, it was just like, Let's see what happens. But five years ago, if someone told me that I would be doing a presentation in front of the Financial Therapy Association with a guy from Hawaii who who sings songs instantly, and I would be wearing a jean jacket and a mustache and not a suit, <laughs> I would have been, no, nah, that's not my life. But it felt so good to walk in there with you and just like be, you know, be there with Mr. Shy, but have him watching as opposed to running the show. And you 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 get that so well in in the line of you don't have to be an actor echoing old lines again your story has one author and it's you who holds the pen and you know that i i have to tell i i sing that or i talk that to myself often because it's true it's us who has the pen you know some of the people i've been interacting with recently it's coming up again and again like Sometimes you like you get in this thing where you think you think like things are happening to you, and that's when you're not holding the pen. That's in something else, and some somebody else, a group of somebody else, or the universe is holding that pen, whatever you lie to. 
And then eventually, hopefully you do some work and then it gets to this place where it's happening for you. You know, like the good and the bad, whatever those perceive. Like sometimes the gifts are awful because they bring about change, you know, and some of the kind of gifts are great. Like, oh my gosh, this helps me see the world in them. Uh, uh, from a lens that I never really could before. It was gifts and, and then it's happening for you and then eventually happening through you. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, you know, you don't really need to have ownership, you know, ownership over our decisions and our actions, but not over like the, the actual thing that is meaningful. You know, I don't have to think that it's happening to me. I don't have to think it's happening for me, it's just through me. And it's like that place of where you, like I used to study Jet Kundo and, and uh, Jun Fan, which is Bruce Lee's form of martial arts. And I've studied it with his best friend in Seattle who kept this kind of secret school going. And one of the main things that, that was taught was learn the rules, keep the rules, forget the rules. You know? So like you learn the rules of like, I do have this, this pen and I am writing this story. And I am in control of that. And eventually you get to this place where you even let go of that pen and you just are the story. Mm-hmm. Part of that presentation that was in our workshop, it was this idea of very similar to what you, I, I love that story because it was like we move from knowing to doing to being to becoming. And I think that happens with our money stories is that we go, as the more we get into it, yeah, you are the pen or we have become. And again, that's always a cycle. We're working towards it. And that's when we, I love how you really encapsulate the essence of what I was trying to articulate about this understanding our money story. Everyone talks about financial freedom. From a financial perspective, sure, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. If you have enough money, you don't have to work again. But there's this other relationship that we, I was trying to touch on is that even though we might have all the money, we might not be free. I've met tons of those people and many people oh, yeah. have. And I love yeah. how you made the song title ROI, which in the financial world, we know what that means. But then how you say like to invest in the here and now and the, the freedom is found within. And you'll hear that in the song. And that's, to me, it's, it's liberating ourselves from that, that intoxication effect money does have on us. Got so hard to live Identity of currency Devalued all the gifts Sacred moments come and go The treasure you divide That comes from writing your own story
love that part. <laughs> yeah, then we get to get it right right now before the song is gone. Like, we get to. Like, not we have to, not we need to. We get to. Like, when you get to that point and you've done that work and you see, like, gratitude, depending on, like, what... It, it, all these things are like intertwined with that hero's journey, with doing the work, with seeing that life isn't happening to you. When you cultivate that reality for yourself and you can view that from an observer, you know, then you get to that place where you get to get it right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, me, I've struggled. I have struggled with so many different, you know, um, with these identities, with depression, and and it's really people. I have, I have people that think like, "Wow, your life, you got it. You have the life, man, and you make it look so easy, and you just like so you're so lucky." And yeah, they are right. I am contextually like I have had a lot of privilege in my life, and I've also had a lot of struggle that kind of realization like of that work and like getting to a place where and not like when you're getting to a place like you say the mountain without a top it's like there's no like even that thought of getting to a place doesn't really resonate mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. uh, it's like where what place of the wave do you get to while you're riding it mm-hmm. you know that thing is constantly in motion and just being able to like have that frame of reference of like, we get to get it right. We get this opportunity to get it right. And that's like a collaboration that you remind me. It was like showing me and like, as that song is being written, you know, as I like, as that line's coming out, when I was writing that song, I was like, Ooh, we, because I think at first one, we, we have to get it right right now. Cause I'm just so ingrained in that pressure. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Let's have a little stillness. Ah, yeah. Let's reflect on this. No, we get we get to get it right. Like we we have this opportunity. We get to make a record together mm-hmm. about like changing financial identities and stories that like have the p- potential to help other people do the same. What a what a gift! ROI found the freedom <laughs> within. I love that like turn of that word too. Oh, I, I love think it. That'll definitely be more appreciated by the uh, financial set. <laughs> but it, even if not people still yeah like I, I roi found the freedom within like the return on the investment is the freedom it is and like it's not discounting any return on freedom on investment portfolio sure it's important but if i don't have the freedom within or the you know the permission to have or to get it right right now what's the roi what's the actual investment return if i'm not like calibrating in the right the right direction yeah, like you're you were recently interviewing someone and he was talking about the value of a dollar. Right? And then if you make ten dollars, the value of that making that dollar goes down. If you make a hundred dollars, that value incrementally, like because now you have a hundred thousand dollars, making one dollar more isn't as impactful as when you started with one dollar to ten dollars. And so like when it was and then like once you get to a billion dollars, that's really low. So unless you have some sort of, I think he was saying, but unless you have some sort of philanthropic purpose already pre-baked into that journey, you're going to start becoming completely materialistic, mm-hmm. hedonistic, all these things that like 
because you're going to lose the value, the, the value set of where you actually began from. And like, that's what I think about with this ROI is we have these like, um, these like marks of like where we've been, you know, you can look back and actually see like, okay, this is where I started. And that's why the return on the investment now, and I actually feel fulfillment, mm-hmm. you know, within myself and the abundance that is clearly around me. And, and that's like, there's no way to calculate that. You know, there's no way to quantify what that really means. You can't put that on a spreadsheet. You really, really can't. <laughs> no, we tried. Uh, yeah, it, it just didn't work. Uh, tab, tab three? I think it's on tab yeah. three. No, no, it's not there. As I was thinking about the the essence of this song, something that, you know, I never got the opportunity to share with you, but um, George Kinder, who you you did an instant anthem for him, he's, they call him the father of life planning, which is like planning a life first and then finding money to fund it. He's got these, he's known for these three questions. The first question is if you, um, if you won the lottery and you had enough money, what would you do with it? And then the second question is, okay, the doctor actually tells you you have two to five years left to live. What would you do? Like, what would you do with your life? And then the, the first two are just setting the stage for the third one. And the third one's where the real discomfort could be, but it's the doctor got it wrong. You actually have 24 hours to live. And the hmm. question the question is not what would you do, is what would you think about of who you didn't become or who you what you wish you would have done? And when that's where it's kind of like that to me, the ROI is starting to know that before you get that diagnosis. And then when you came in with, um, we only get one chance before our song is done. I was like, Whoa, how did that happen? Cause like, it was like writing the same essence and yeah. Yeah. It's a song. It's finite. Like whatever mm-hmm. these bodies that we're physically in is finite, mm-hmm. you know? And like you and I have talked a lot about, getting more out of time, more life mm-hmm. out of time. Yeah. I spent most of like, if we were to flip it, you know, I've hung out, I spent time with incredibly, incredibly poor people who have very little resources. And I've spent time with billionaires. Some of the times those billionaires, like they like, we'll do some music work and they start crying and they, they're like, what is this? What? Like, why, 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 I'm like, oh, that's your, your feeling. <laughs> you're actually feeling. Yeah. That song only lasts so long. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that you can't, can't teach anybody. You can just, you know, like, you got to sing your own songs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad you did. I'm glad, like, these, what, what, what Sean did was like, that's one of the things, like, in your last 24 hours, that's not on the list. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I did that. Yeah. I made a record. I made yes. a record. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing of like, why are you hesitating? You know, that's the thing that I deal with, you know, of like, what's the hesitation about, of, about actually doing the thing? Is it, is it like, for me, a lot of it was a fear of success. It wasn't a fear of failure, it was like a fear of success. And now I'm, I'm really grateful for our relationship because it's really pushed me to share a lot more. You know, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of what you call an antisocial extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm grateful for it because it's really showing me like, especially the last conference Sean and I did, uh, you, and I, you and I did, yeah. was like uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing what we were able to share live and in person with people. And Incredible. 
You when you said that you're glad that I said yes to my wife taking my uncomfort zone like at this uh, Wonderlust Festival going to music or uh, a songwriter workshop. I'm glad you said yes because we were talking after. I'm like, yeah, you went to a financial planning conference where you don't usually find yourself. And Rudhub just got there and we had, I wanted to see a speaker. I'm like, let's go. The only spots were at the front of the room. Like, let's go to the front. And you're like, oh, I was thinking the back, but okay. <laughs> and we went and yeah, I'm glad you said yes to come to a financial planning conference. Oh, yeah. Let's do more. We're going to do more of them. So then we get to the end here and Mountain Without a Top, it's this idea that we're always striving, but we're never arriving. And that's something that we share in common is that we, we, like you talked about earlier, we don't arrive. It's just, we keep experiencing. And I think there's some humility in this that we don't have it figured out, but we're trying and we're noticing more when, when we want things to, when we want a certain line written into our life song. And part of one of the greatest experiences I had was when, me and my two brothers and my wife, we went to New Orleans to see Bruce Springsteen with my parents and my dad. And just like Bruce was like, his music just radiates in our household. And it was such a, yeah, just a magical moment. Spent like eight hours because you had to line up to get a good spot. Eight hours in the New Orleans sun and just having all of our family arms around each other. I'm like, this is this is happiness. And it did cost money, of course, but like, that was joy. That was awe. And this last song, I was like, let's make it like a Al, like an arena rocker Springsteen song. And in hindsight, I realized that, you know, he's got a unique style. So I, I appreciate you being like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Of course. <laughs> I mean, like, what you know, let's do it. That's what you want. Let's go for it. Like, no shame. You know, don't ask, don't get. Like, yeah. So many, so many times we're afraid to like actually ask for what we what we want. You got yeah. like like that like the, the first song, uh, afraid of not having enough or ask, wanting way too much. There's Mr. Shy. Yeah. This one also has some meaning behind it. Is when we did an instant anthem for myself and my wife, I talked about Mr. Shy and like I just put my head down and I would just do things, run marathons, run Ironmans, run triathlons, keep myself busy to keep Mr. Shy feeling recognized. And you have this line in that instant anthem that says, I'm not going to shy away from the mountains I need to climb. And I was like, oh. More life out of our time. More life out of our time. Oh, we don't shy away from the mountains we climb. Having the time of our life and making more life out of our time. More this was before kind of, of a lot of the work and I knew I needed to. And just like those words gave Mr. Shy validation that he was there. But then it also played on my strength that I could just I can climb, like I've climbed mountains. I can climb mountains, but I need to do the inner work. And so, and I feel like that one bled into this song. So it was, it was mm -hmm. and then how you say, how it goes is the surprise as I rise is the mountain is me. <laughs> <laughs> the surprise as I rise, it's setting myself free. I'm like, oh. I was saying to a friend, because like, you know, there's, there's moments of surprise of like, well, wait, what? Like I, I, I was sharing with her like, you know, rainbows, these things that are ephemeral, don't last too long, but they feel like a, a magic. They have to have rain. You got like 
somebody's getting rained on <laughs> when, <laughs> when there's a rainbow, right? And there has to be rain and light at the right angle. And we were talking about it. And she was like, you know, I understand. But also sometimes it's hard to see the rainbow when you're in it. Because you're actually in the rainbow a lot of these times. You're in the rain and the light. And somebody from further away is watching you be in these things and what it took to be you. She made, it's this actual drawing of me that she wow. made of me playing music. And like, but like that concept of like, it's hard to see the rainbow when you're in it. And it's hard to realize that you are the mountain sometimes because you're like externalizing this thing. Like it's, oh, this is some other thing that's separate from me that I have to deal with. And then it all goes back to like what you're talking about is realizing that you're Mr. Shy, realizing that you have work to do, realizing that, you know, um, the things that might have like kept you in your comfort zone and felt like safety net, you might outgrow and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to outgrow those things. And I mean, you know, and then you get to that place where you're like, Oh, okay. I do have ownership of what I am and I can write my story and I do have this pen and then, Oh, Oh, wow. That mountain is me. And I'm never going to summit that thing because there's no way to, because you're constantly shifting. You're constantly growing like mountains. Like there's, we don't, we don't see it because we have such small linear time, but mountains are constantly doing this stuff. So like, what is the top of that thing anyway? And kind of seeing yourself in that way. Yeah. Wow. The surprises arise that like it is setting me free. I love those kind of aha moments when mm -hmm. we're doing this work and we're like, wow, the, the actual like, reward being so much more expansive than we originally conceived you know like when we first started conceiving this record together we had no idea that it would manifest in this collection of songs like it did or that it would lead to like because even right now it's leading to more mm -hmm. you know because of what we invested in so it's just like such a such an incredible place. And like we say at the end of the record, but it's like the end of nothing. Mm -hmm. you know, like it's still like, still climbing. Still climbing. And it, it's so, it's so fitting though, that surprises rise is the, or the surprises rise of the mountain is me. Is that like, and it's setting me free is again, I go back to this money thing is we so often, have these beliefs and I, I, I did, I do, and I still will, is that like more will make me free. Well, there's some truth and it makes it easier, but like to what you're just saying, it, it the surprise it's in, it's in myself. If I don't set myself free, then the money won't, it'll just keep making those, those chains around and around. And yeah. I don't know if you know that Bruce has a song called the promised land. I'm not familiar with it. It is a good song. And that 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 line that I tried to quote earlier, I didn't get it quite right, but I love it because I love that song by his, but it's, there's a wealth, I love that part, there's a wealth in the peaceful practice of surrender. It tenders the map, or tenders the map to the path of the promised land. And I was like, oh, I love oh, it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, okay, now I get it. Me and Bruce, coconut wire. Yeah, yeah. It's just so good. All right, let's listen to it. Crank your speakers, because this is our anthem rocker. <laughs> Take it on home. 
Yeah. I used to feel the summit was a thing to conquer. I used to try to prove that I could reach the peak. The motivation to be the best was an anchor. It kept me chained to the thought that the top was somewhere to reach. But the view from the heights I climbed replaced the feeling that where I am isn't where I'm supposed to be. Now I know I'm never gonna stop. I'm on a mountain without a top. And the surprises I rise is the mountain. That is fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
There it is. Way to take well, it. Way to take it on home. How did that all happen? I guess it's because well, we both said yes. We both said yes, and we didn't think of the outcome. I, we didn't approach this as like, what's the outcome? We approached this as like, what's the journey going to be like? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of the things that like just had, happened intrinsically, like organically between us, is we didn't really set like too much pressure on like what it's going to be at the end. It was more like, what are we going to build together? Mm-hmm. And I think that is like a very important like way to think about life as well you know like like we're kind of trained to like okay i gotta stack it up i gotta stack everything up for later in life Mm -hmm. and then we kind of miss life Mm -hmm. because we're obsessed with doing this thing to like achieve this goal or be in this place and then you're like that that person the 24 hours to live and being like oops Mm -hmm. like there, there is a good thing to have a, a, a crystallized vision. And like also un- understanding the actual journey of making it is what's really, that's where like the, the, the meaningfulness will, will be. So true. It's so true. I mean, visions and goals keep us directionally right, but that's all we need to do. Be directionally right and just be present and enjoy it and, I know that this was meaningful for me because the pursuit of money had me distracted from experiencing what I had right now, working late in the evening so that I could build a safety net so that when I'm older, I can spend time with my kids when my kid was in my house on the floor waiting to play with me. Yeah. Just like, yeah. no, I'm going to get down on the floor and play right now. Yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Well, the journey will continue. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for saying yes to this project because this has been super fulfilling and there's more waves to ride out of this project. Uh, But I just have so much appreciation and gratitude towards your ability to listen and hear and write some amazing songs. Yeah, likewise. You know, thank you for saying yes years ago and for having the idea from, you know, quite an outlier unique place of where we can do with these this gift and us collaborating together it's 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 so incredible we're just getting started well we'll we'll put our contact in the the show notes if people want a music or a instant anthem about their money story email us um we're, yeah. we're prepping if you want a record about your money record, story email Rudhub anything yeah. go a record about your life call Rudhub yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, we're we're gonna be putting things together and doing similar to what we did in Denver and doing some conferences and yeah, it, it's gonna be a fun journey. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Sean can tell you as well. Like, it doesn't have to be about money. You know, this mm-hmm. this stories like some of these songs we've done, like collaborative songs for family members and like birthdays and anniversaries, and they've just been, it's incredible. Um, and it's a gift I love sharing. And like Sean said, we're you can catch us on the road at our next conference. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be on tour soon. When we're on a tour with our music, I'm just gonna watch you do perform. <laughs> we'll when both pe- be on stage in, in denim jacket. Yeah, <laughs> the Canadian tuxedo. When I, when I told people that I made an album, they're like, "Oh, did you sing?" I'm like, nope. They're like, "Did you? Oh, you wrote the lyrics?" I'm like, nope. They're like, "What did you do?" I was like, "Well, I kind of had some ideas." <laughs> but uh, so when we're on tour, <laughs> no. There'll be something. Executive like that. producer. Executive yeah, producer. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, contact Roothub, follow him on Instagram. I, I enjoy watching your content. And like you said to the people at the conferences, if you need a recalculation or I, I forget the word you use, send you an email or a text and you'll make a song about anything. Yeah, for sure. Frequency adjustment. That's what yeah. it was. Yes. Pocket size, pocket size theme songs. And, um, yeah, we look forward to any time we get to share with any of you out there. We'll be getting the album called Change Making Money on Spotify very soon. So thank you, Rudab. It's been an absolute pleasure. Always, always, Sean. Aloha. I'm on a mountain without a top. My wealth is measured and now I spend my time. But now I write a freedom story with every breath inhaled. Money is not the boat of life, it's just the wind in the sea.